Hey everyone, welcome back to the Time Pass Podcast. This is your host, Ashika. Nice to uh, see you tuning in, Time Passers. Uh, do me a favor, please. If you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, uh, please do so, do so on iPodcasts and Spotify. And visit my website, timepasspodcast.com. Check it out. You can subscribe there. Uh, find the show notes and other useful information and links that I talk about in the episode. And you can also follow me on Instagram, timepass underscore podcast or uh, Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. All right, you guys. Um, I've talked a little bit, a lot about, actually, not a little bit, a lot about dating in general. And, uh, you know, I've been single for four years. Uh, I like to say that I'm serially single. Uh, and I enjoy my singledom. I, I do, you know, I like it. It's just, it... I'm out there, you know, I'm out there, I'm looking, you know, and you never know what you're going to find. And it's just hard in today's world of dating now in my thirties compared to dating in my twenties uh, is very different. It's very different. And, uh, I, I think that's because of dating apps, you know, the dating apps that I use and everybody uses out there, it has changed the world of dating drastically. People just don't care anymore. Nobody's held responsible for their actions. You, It's so simple to meet people because it's in the palm of your hand, right? It's in your cell phone. It's in the palm of your hand. You, you meet somebody, you talk to them, you get bored one night, maybe they're busy with something, you're sitting doing nothing and you pick up that phone that's in the palm of your hand and you start swiping on apps until you meet another person. And then that's the best part, right? When you first meet somebody, that's the best part. That's when you're excited. You're getting to know them. Uh, there's a lot of flirting going on. It's just, that's fun. You get the butterflies and it's before all the bullshit kicks in and all the expectations and you get to know each other uh, deeper and you start to realize what this person's all about. That That's when the difficulties come in. And a lot of people in this day and age, they just don't have the patience for that anymore. And, and that's why I'm going to talk about what I call the toxic dating cycle, because I think that is exactly the world that we live in right now. If you're single and you're on any sort of dating app, you are I'm going to say 100% in the toxic dating cycle. Uh, whether you want to be or not, you get pulled into it. And, and every time I try to get out, just like Al Pacino said, they pull me back in. Um, what does that mean though, right? The toxic dating cycle. What does that really mean? That means you match with somebody, you start messaging them, you graduate to text messages, you go out on that date. You, you find out that you enjoy each other. You listen to all my dating tapes. They're not a dangerous dater. They're not somebody that you want to get the hell away from. They're actually somebody that you like. And so you continue talking to this person. Maybe you see them again two, three, four times. And it seems to be going well. And then at some point, and you know, whether it's because you... Uh, sleep together or whether it's because you've been dating for a long time or whatever at some point and it could be the the guy or the girl or 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 what or girl and girl or guy and guy whatever it is but someone has 
lost their attention. Their attention is elsewhere. And instead of manning up or womaning up and just coming straight to the point and, and saying like, hey, you know, like I'm dating other people or hey, you know what? I went out with you for a little bit. I'm just not interested um, to pursue this connection any longer. And mad respect if anybody does that. Mad respect to you. Keep on doing what you're doing. But um, people don't do that, you know? And so they just go quiet. They ghost you. How many of us love this term ghosting? I fucking hate ghosting. I think it's the most cowardly, coward thing you can possibly do to somebody. Um, and that's why I do not ghost people. I try really hard not to. I only do that if um, somebody is not getting the point and they keep messaging me and, and I've tried to say in so many ways, like, Hey, I'm busy. Hey, I got this going on. Hey, I want you to do you. I'm doing me. Like if, if they're not getting that, then that is when I will ghost someone. And, and, and I'm pretty honest when it gets to that point. I'm like, Hey, I'm not interested in pursuing this connection anymore. I don't just go quiet and stop responding to them because Anybody, any human being deserves more than that. So, you know, people go ghost on you and you just don't hear from them. You don't hear from them for weeks, for days, um, several weeks. And so I have a, a, a girlfriend and she has been uh, seeing, quote unquote, this guy for over a year now. And he will go ghost on her for, for weeks on end. I'm talking like four weeks, six weeks. And... Um, I had that situation myself too, not to, not to pick on her, but also myself, um, with the, the dude from the dangerous dating episode, you know, the, the Mr. Law enforcement, uh, that was a big part of the toxic part of our relationship is, is ghosting and just doing that to each other. Uh, well actually him doing it to me (laughs) anyway. Uh, I had other toxic behaviors with him, but anyway, uh, then we don't hear from these people because they're pursuing another connection. They've met somebody else uh, and they are now having that fun butterfly getting to know uh, stage with somebody new. Yet they don't have the balls to cut you off because they still kind of like you. They know what you're all about. They're like, all right, I I see what this is. And they want to keep you in their back pocket so that they can come back and call upon you when when they're done figuring out if this next thing is is better than you or worse than you. And that's horrible. It's so horrible. I find it just despicable. And the other thing, like, why would you do that? I, it doesn't it doesn't surprise me, especially if you do end up sleeping with somebody. You are doing something very intimate with someone. And then this person just goes on and ignores you. And it's like, we don't even treat our friends that way. You know, I can get a message from a friend and sometimes I I do get busy and I don't respond for a few hours. There have been times when I haven't responded for a day or two days because I forget. And then all of a sudden I'm doing something and I'm like, oh shit, this person texted me. And what do I do? I grab my phone and this is a friend, right? I grab my phone and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm such an asshole. I was super busy. What's up? I hope you're not mad right? Because we care. We care about our friendships. We care. We don't want these people to be mad at us. And and these are just our friends. But the people that we're doing something very intimate with and and sharing uh, our bodies with, our souls with, 
we don't care about them enough to do that, right? We don't care about them enough to send them a text saying, hey, uh, I'm a little busy. I'll get back to you when I can. Or, hey, you know what? I'm just not interested. Uh, I wish you good luck. See you later. We don't do that shit. And it's, it's, it's horrible. I really have a strong feeling when it comes to, to ghosters and ghosting. And uh, this was something that I was good at. It, it's probably my toxic trait. And, uh, but ignoring, the ignoring game, right? So if you're not ghosting somebody, then you're both kind of ignoring each other. And that's when one person, neither one of you are reaching out. You're just both, it's like the waiting game. You're both waiting to see who's going to message first. Who's going to message first? And you're just ignoring each other. And and that that ignoring game can turn into, there's a meme. I think I read this meme and it was like, that ignoring game can turn into me forgetting about you real quick. And it's it's dangerous. It's just a, it's a weird game, but we, we have all these weird gate, toxic games that we play with people that we're interested in and dating. Um, and then the last, my personal favorite is if somebody is actually... Um, following you on Instagram, then, you know, you're ignoring each other, yet you're watching each other's stories, or one person is watching your stories, and then, you know, me and my girlfriends have a theory about this, I'm like, back when I was in a toxic thing, I was like, hey, he watched my story, though, and I have one friend, and she's like, that doesn't mean anything, and I have another friend that's like, that does mean something, and I think it does mean something, but, um, you know, it's, it's interesting how egos come into play so much in our dating and it's I think if you're trying to date someone and you really feel a genuine connection with someone you got to put your ego in the fucking back seat like your ego has to go in the back seat and you've got to just think if you're genuinely interested in someone you genuinely saw something that you genuinely saw something that you wanted in them that you found attractive that you value and want in your life then you got to put your ego in the back seat and say hey i really want this let me try and that's what i do i mean i have no issues you know putting my ego in the back seat i, I really i don't and i'll i'll try i'll give it i'll give somebody that i'm interested in a, a real effort i will because I never want to have any regrets. I don't want to be sitting around later and thinking like, well, I wonder if I would have just done that. If I would have just reached out, if I would have just, you know, said hello, maybe I should have sent, you know, a nice message. Maybe I shouldn't have sent a nice picture. I don't know. Whatever it is, I just, I don't want to be that person that's laying awake in the middle of the night because I'm thinking about all the things that I should have done. Nope. I'd rather sleep peacefully and say, you know what? I tried. They didn't. I did what I could. Now it's time for me to move on. That feels a lot better to me. And it's, uh, it's weird, but I think this toxic sort of dating cycle, you know, they, whether you're ignoring each other or you're, someone's ghosting you or you're playing the Instagram story or Snapchat story watching game, um, eventually this is just all we do. It's a cycle. You meet somebody, you do it with them. And then while they're ignoring you, you maybe meet somebody else and then you're doing it with them too until you find, uh, um, somebody that you actually, who actually wants to stop and, and, and just, you know, pursue you for a while and just date you for a while and doesn't want to be in that kind of, I think of a mouse that's like running in a wheel, right? 
uh, somebody who doesn't want to be doing that. And, and that's, that's hard to find too. You know, I'd say I've hit that, uh, being single for four years, I've hit that mark where like, I don't want to be the mouse running in the wheel anymore. Like I just want to find somebody to get to know and, and, and have that and see where that goes. I don't need to have my attention split five, six, 10 different ways. Um, I don't have the time for that. And I just think those, those kinds of connections are just meaningless and pointless. So you know, it is what it is. But after doing that dating cycle, the toxic dating cycle for so long, I started to come up with some single girl defenses. And it's just like, what what can you do as a single girl who's dating and you're having these cycles with men where it's like you meet, you talk, you date, they ghost you, you ghost them, you ignore them, you meet somebody else, they come back, and they always come back. I say this to my girlfriends uh, a hundred times, I will say it till I'm blue in the face, but you know, someone will say like, oh, you know, um, so-and-so, I haven't heard from him for so, so many weeks or whatever, and I'm like, they always come back. Don't worry about it, they always come back. You know why? Because whatever they were pursuing, doesn't work out because they're still pursuing those meaningless, you know, kind of surface connections. And then they realize like, oh, well, I remember her. She was fun. All right. And then they'll reach out when that falls through. They come back, whether it's weeks or months or whatever it is. So I always say that um, not to say that I'm, you know, I give great advice, but coaches don't play. So I tend to uh, my friends tend to throw my own words at me when I have those moments where I'm like, well, I haven't heard from so and so. And they're like, what do you always say? What do you always say? They always come back. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, But anyway, so I developed these single girl defenses when I started dating and and when I was heavily dating and and, in the app world and meeting people. Number one, I don't save their phone number in my phone. So if I exchange phone numbers with somebody, they will not be saved in my phone until they have proven themselves to be consistent enough that I wanna save their number in my phone. And I can tell you, out of all the people whose numbers I've saved in my phone um, that I've dated, like, there's only one person who I dated uh, casually many years ago, maybe like three, four years ago, and I saved his number in my phone, and his number is still in my phone because he was a good guy. And although I broke that off, it you know it he's he's a good guy. So his number's in my phone because I don't know he's a friend now, and that's fine. Um, anybody else? It it never fails. It's almost like a curse for me. Like if I do, if I like someone, sometimes I'll be like you know what, I like this person and I feel really good about this and I'm gonna save their number. I still do that. I have saved one, two, three, four guys' phone numbers besides the one that I'm talking about whose number's still saved in my phone. Four men that I've dated, I've saved their phone numbers in my phone. Out of those four, there's only one whose number is still in my phone and saved as a contact. The others... Nope. And it got to the point where like I would save their number and then delete their number and then they'd come back and then I'd save their number again. And it's like, no, I'm not playing that. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to save their name. And so this one guy that I was talking to 
for a while, maybe like a month or so. Uh, we never actually met or went out on a date. We were just talking and we had a good time having conversation with each other. Um, he lived in Turlock, which is like an hour from here. And um, I ended up assigning him an emoji instead of his name. Um, and it was just funny. It's just it doesn't it. It's just funny because even the emoji, the one little emoji he had, got deleted at some point. And I don't know. And and then I always, I don't save their phone numbers. And when I talk about them, this is the second thing. When I talk about somebody new to my friends, I don't use their names. I know that sounds mean, but... It's just what I need to do to protect myself and my heart and my emotional state. If I start using somebody's name, it just means a lot more, right? When you hear somebody say your name or when you say someone else's name, it just, it it sounds good. It feels good. And you get attached to them a little bit. So I have nicknames that I have used for people um, you know, it'd be really fun to do an after show with this with one of my really good friends because uh, she knows all the nicknames. But um, I I do. I give them nicknames. So like that guy in Turlock, don't ask me what his name was because we just called him Turlock. We literally called him Turlock. And I tend to I tend to use like the cities or the areas that they're from as nicknames. There was Turlock. There was Foster City. There was... Uh, Fremont, there was, (laughs) the list goes on and on, but these were people that I talked to, didn't necessarily date each and every one of them, but I did talk to them for a while, start a conversation and, and see, you know, whether or not we got along and could carry a conversation. And I stopped using their names because it was just easier to let go when you needed to let go. And, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's just it's hard and once you the funny thing is 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 when you do stop talking to someone like I said they always come back right so once I once I decide I'm gonna stop talking to somebody I rarely go back on that decision um so you know as uh my friend Ted said on the after show I am probably a woman of many chances and but once I decide like I'm done then I'm done and I'm rarely gonna go back on that but um when these men who have ghosted you ignored you whatever it is when they decide to finally come back and then me I've made that decision in my head I've deleted your phone number or your number was never saved to begin with which is most likely the case I want to say last summer, I, I probably the summer before that or the months before last summer, I was dating a lot. And last summer, at least once a week, I would get a text from a random number and my friends would literally, I'd be like, I don't know who this is. They're texting me. And they'd be like, who do you think it is? Do you recognize the number? No, it got to the point where my friends were like, maybe you should start saving numbers because you literally get a text message from someone once a week saying, hey, hey. How are you? Whatever it was. And I had no idea who it was. Most of the time, I just won't reply if I have no idea. Sometimes I would because I'd be like, hey, who's this? And it was just the funniest thing. And and that still happens. The funniest shit happened to me last week. I talked to this guy, never went out on a date with him, nothing like that. We matched on an app, talked for like a week, exchanged phone numbers. I think he called me or we texted 
and I just got to know him a little bit better, and I just knew. I was like, I'm not into this. This isn't for me. So, but we both kind of just stopped messaging each other. I think it was a mutual feeling, maybe. Like, eh, you know, you just don't vibe with people sometimes. And it was just like, eh, all right. Well, I was hanging out with my friends. They, They were over here at my place, and we were hanging out, and my phone starts ringing, and it was from my WhatsApp. And, I, and I'm like, oh, I don't know who this is. What is this? What number is this? And it was like a 510 area code, which is the Bay Area here. And I was like, who is this? What is this? I don't know what this is. And I was like, I'm not answering. And then my friends were like, but it's WhatsApp. Like, you know people on there. And I'm like, I'm not answering. And of course, my two best friends were like, answer, answer, answer. So I answered. And I'm like, hello, hello. And then as soon as I answered, like his little picture, his little WhatsApp picture popped up. And I was like, oh, my God. And I looked and I like hung up and I was like, I don't want to talk to that guy. Like, he was boring. Like, I don't want to talk to him. He didn't call back. And I think he got the hint. But like. I hadn't talked to this guy for months. I don't even remember when it was that I had matched with him and we had exchanged phone numbers. It had been months. Like, dude, I don't... How do you... Do you even know what my name is at this point? Like, no, you probably don't. It's been forever. But, you know, it's just hard. With this toxic dating cycle that we're all in now, it's really hard to be genuine. It's really hard to not let your ego get in the way. Um... And then it's really hard to not second guess. It's really hard to trust, right? Because a big part of me sometimes, and this is probably where the many chances comes in, a big part of me likes to believe in the good in people, that people are genuine and that what they say they're doing, they're actually doing, because that's how I am. You know, when I say I'm doing something, that's what I'm doing. And and a big part of me likes to believe that about people. And it's really, sometimes I think it's a disservice that we don't trust people because I I travel, I meet people, I talk to a lot of people, and I have to say, as scary as the world looks on on the news and, and that we see, there's good people out there. There really is good people out there with good intentions who are solid people, and I, I hate to make somebody else suffer for damage that some other toxic asshole caused, you know, because someone couldn't be honest with me now this person is busy and doing something and I'm gonna take it out on them no that's not cool um I'm not saying that I I can always stop myself from doing that I I can't uh sometimes you do fall into those patterns again where you're just like well I'm being played so here we go um but I try really hard not to because I don't think that that you should punish somebody else for something that someone else did to you and so we're in this dating cycle and it's all very toxic and and we don't know what's what it's very hard to know what's what is this person busy is this person really like going out with somebody else right now is this person dealing with personal problems because that's the thing too sometimes people go through some personal stuff they've got things going on they're on their grind um what is it you know what is it and so we just have to kind of let things play out sometimes and I'm a big believer that Things that are meant for you will stay in your life and around you. They Things that are meant for you will gravitate towards you. And my advice is just find someone whose number you want to save, <laughs> who, who treats you right and doesn't make you feel confused. Like, that would be the thing. Um, if someone makes you feel confused... Uh, it could just be bad timing. It, they couldn't not be doing it intentionally, but find that 
I, I really struggle with being off balance. I don't like to feel like I'm giving more. It's my Libra nature. Um, I like to feel balanced and even keel all the time. So if I'm giving 10%, I want you to give 10%. If I'm giving 50%, I want you to give 50%. But if I'm doing all the work, then I will start to feel really bad, really fast. And and when I start to feel off keel like that is when I tend to pull away and just kind of step back and reevaluate things. So I, I just, I try really hard to step away from a situation if I feel like I am acting out on, on past hurt and not on the situation that's actually happening in front of me. I try to get put myself in the other person's shoes and I try um I try to not let the past hurt and uh past toxic relationships or whatever it has been get the best of me, right? I I'm an optimistic person, I'm a happy person and I I want to be able to bring that to that table each time. I don't want some shit that some asshole did that turns me bitter or makes me into somebody that I'm not. You know, I, I try my hardest to try and remember who I was before, before that happened. You know, who was I before that happened and try to go back there. I'm not saying to be a damn fool. You got to have, you, you learn from these things and you have those experiences in the back of your mind, but you just, you know, you have to be authentically you because if you are moving forward in a, in a relationship or getting to know somebody, you know, for whatever time, they deserve that best version of you, just like you deserve that best version of them. So I, I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys do to kind of defend yourself in the toxic dating cycle that we live in today? Uh, those are my things. You know, I don't save their numbers. I try not to refer to them in their name. Um, but God, if I, if I save your number or give you a nickname, that's, that's bad. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys do? Let me know. Shoot me a DM, shoot me an email, timepasspodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me a DM on Instagram at timepass underscore podcast. Uh, I want to know what you guys do to protect, protect yourselves from the toxic dating cycle and uh, how I, I don't see this toxic dating cycle ending anytime soon for any of us because the amount of apps that um, are out there are just increasing. Um, I just saw an ad uh, this week for a new South Asian dating app, Mirchi. I'm really thinking about trying it out just for you guys, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I digress. But uh, that it's just a way to meet people now, right? Especially in this, in the COVID situation, you're not really meeting people when you go out. So dating, online dating is, is all we have, so to say. All right, you guys, let me know what you think. What are you doing to protect your hearts uh, from getting hurt during this toxic dating cycle? Uh, That's all I've got for you today, time passers. Follow me on Instagram. Like me on Facebook. Visit the website, timepasspodcast.com. And I will see you next time. Be authentically you. Remember that? That's the moral of the story today. Don't let anything or anybody change you. Be authentically you. And the things that are meant for you will come to you. All right, time passers. I will see you next time.